Grand Risings, my love books. It's 8.54 a.m. Today is Friday, April 14th. And we're going to finally... <laughs> we're going to finally finish the Cancer um, natal chart breakdown. That's Self-Knowledge 101. Um, I'm not going to lie. I had a whole bunch of shit coming up trying to get this done. So we're going to finally get it done and move forward. So, um, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the houses in Cancer and breaking that down. And then we're completely done with the Cancers. And then next will be Pisces. Um, so, Cancer and Cancer placements. When you have the first house in Cancer, remember, first house deals with um, your self-image, your rising, or first impressions. So, how you come off. Um, you come off super emotional you come off sometimes two-sided you know I always keep things a buck I ain't go sugarcoat it you could come off two-sided you come off that sometimes like when you can't really explain your emotions that you might go into your shell you go into hermit mode you close off everybody everything might lock yourself in a room binge eat for a week binge watch tv for a week do whatever you're doing um And you come off very misunderstood sometimes. You come off very empathic um, and things like that. So those are like people's first impressions when they um, get to know you. They're like, wow, like, okay, this person's super emotional. This person has two sides to them. But they do see that, you know, a lot of the times you could come off a little misunderstood. Um, So moving forward to your second house placements with cancer. Um... Second house deals with personal finances, material, emotions involving money. So if you have second house in cancer, um, I feel like when it comes to your personal finances and your emotions surrounding money and material things, you could be um, highly invested in saving um, for your family. Or it could have something that has to do with like... um, upbringing like hmm, how can I explain this your personal finances and stuff has to do with like how you were raised so if you were raised in a family that was kind of going through poverty um, you might have a poverty mindset if you eventually learn how to budget and save because of that it could have been family oriented meaning like you know you seen <clears throat> you seen people in your family that are like you know living paycheck to paycheck in your life this doesn't mean everybody but like it could mean this that you could have seen people living paycheck to paycheck and that was the lifestyle you kind of was forced to live because you were the child growing up so in turn you could be very financially literate you're saving for a family of your own, and it's like your material possessions and the things that you um, invest in involving your personal finances could include um, you thinking about your own family that you want to start one day. Um, so you're like, okay, I want to have all my ducks in a row um, before I have children or before I decide to settle down because you knew how it felt growing up living paycheck to paycheck you know what I'm saying so your upbringing and your emotions around money especially if it's like poverty based or you know you have to go through hardships like that this could stem from that simply because of you know the life that you were kind of brought up in I hope that makes sense yeah so you can have deep misunderstanding emotions about money if you have this second house placement, you probably don't understand really why you um, you have these feelings towards it. And, you know, um, you don't want to penny pinch or you feel like, damn, am I like Scrooge? And I don't want to um, like, you know, share with anybody or, you know, you can have like this Mr. Krabby Pants. What's the name? Yeah, Crab- Mr. Krabs. You can have like this Mr. Krabs energy about money. Like kind of cheap but it's like you just you just don't want to spend because you don't know when you're going to get it back and you're doing it for a reason so you could be like really 
tight on your savings and stuff. But it's because maybe when you were up, up brought money didn't grow on trees. It was not easy to come by. So when you have it, you might have like this Scrooge, like, um, Mr. Krabs energy <laughs> about money. And like, if somebody's asking you to borrow it or asking you to do something, you're like, no, I don't have enough, even though you do have enough, you know? So it depends because I don't really know how to get an example for somebody that was born into money um, unless it was like you were born into money or you had a bunch of money. So you can have this energy of just spending, 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 and your energies are different. But if you were kind of wondering why you have like this bah humbug energy about money and spending it and um, and not saving for the future and stuff like that and like super I don't know misunderstood about it that's why it's because it's like your emotions are tied up into the money it's just not a um you look at money as like an energy it's not just like paper you look at it as like no your emotions might get triggered if your account gets too low or some shit like that you know what I'm saying so yeah I don't know how it's explaining because I don't really have an energy towards money but the best example is like Mr. Krabs or like Scrooge or that duck from um, DuckTales, the uncle, where he was super, super balling. But it's like he knew every time one dollar was spent or a coin was spent out of all his millions and billions, like very precise about things. He barely wanted to give the his nephews, the little ducks, um, any money. But he had, like, a whole private island and a fucking helicopter and a mansion and shit. And, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, I don't know, bro. It's hard to explain it. Your emotions just go really deep. And it's a little misunderstanding. But it could have been because you could have grew up in poverty if you have this second house in cancer. Third house deals with communication, transportation, community, siblings, coworkers, and classmates. And when it comes to communicating with them with people in your community your siblings your coworkers, your classmates you um express your deep emotions um you could honestly i'm not gonna lie the darker side to this is that you can emotionally manipulate them to get them to do what you want at work you might um tap into people's emotions and give them some type of sob story so they'll take your shift or <laughs> Or so that you can call off, you might give them some big sob story and it might not even be true. But, you know, if they're in their emotions about it, then you'll get the way you get what you want. So you might do that to siblings, growing up, coworkers, classmates to get them to bend to your will. Um, emotionally manipulative. Yeah. Um, mm hmm. I don't know how to explain that either because it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, I feel like you could also, on the brighter side, because you're two-sided. You have two sides as well. It's not just Gemini's that have two sides. So a lot of your emotional healing comes through your communication too. If you're not manipulating them to get what you want um, and you're in, you know, your good side, um, when you communicate with classmates, coworkers, siblings, and people in your community, your empathic ability to understand them and to um, tap into their emotions in a good way. And if they're giving you um, some type of real heart-to-heart talk, you can help emotionally heal them as well, you know, because you're feeling how they feel. If you're talking to somebody and they start crying and they're going through something, you might start crying. You know what I'm saying? You're not one of those. Because, um, like, I'm a, um, I'm a Capricorn, and I just that my logic comes in first you know so I've had old friends and stuff that'll be crying and boohooing snot coming out their nose and just crying crocodile tears and I'm just like um I can tell that they want me to get in that energy with them and it's just like bro I don't cry like you know what I'm saying like oh you know I might cry or shed a tear or something if somebody passed away you know what I'm saying and then even then I'm spiritual, so I know they probably going to visit me in a dream where, you know, I feel when spirits are around me and shit like that. So it's like once I release that energy, 
I kind of move on from it. But, like, to just be crying at the drop of a dime, that's just not me. I wasn't really raised that right, that way, you know what I'm saying? And it's not that I'm, like, not emotional. It's just I can't get with you. But y'all, y'all can get with those people. So, in those instances I'm talking about where I used to have friends and shit crying and they wanted me to get on that level with them, I just be looking at them like, bro. Like, it just be really awkward because I really would not shed a tear. But it's like, y'all, y'all, y'all be the one that shed a tear. Y'all might be the type that'll, like, even watch a movie and shed a tear or something. You know what I'm saying? And I want to say that kind of changed a lot when I, you know, became a mom. Oh, God, especially, like, pregnancy, you know, pregnancy hormones and stuff for women. You get really emotional. So some, some of that shit changed for me a little bit. And I'll probably, like, be a little bit more empathic and stuff watching movies. I'd be like, oh, that was so sweet. Or, oh, that was this. And I might, you know, shed a little tear. But it's like, it took for me to become a mother. But, again, cancer, I have cancer in my chart, too. And um, that motherly energy came out. So when that came out, it was like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But before I was a mom, I just couldn't get there with y'all. But if these people in your community, siblings, coworkers, classmates, are telling a very deep, heartfelt situation that happened, y'all be y'all be that friend and start crying with them, and y'all both got Kleenex and shit, and then y'all um will get through it, and you know you're like a deep emotional healing type of friend, so that's cute, you know. Um, fourth house, when it involves your home family relationship with your mother, so. If you have cancer in your fourth house, nine times out of ten, this is going to explain that you had a, like, a close-knit relationship with your mother growing up, that, um, that there was a lot of deep emotions being expressed, that, um, she kind of allowed you to be your emotional self, um, she allowed you to express your emotions, you know how some parents are like, because this is how I grew up, mind you, the people that raised me are not even my biological parents, but the man that raised me growing up, I thought was my dad, um, even though I'm a girl, he told me that crying was weak, so it's like I am in at 30, you know, I think I found out like 28, 29 years old, um, ever since then, I kind of be like, reparenting myself so I have to teach myself some of the shit that I grew up on was not necessarily right so or it was like wrong or they were trying to like break my spirit or something I don't fucking know but I have to reparent myself and reteach myself as if I was a child myself right now at 30 you know what I'm saying because um ain't nothing wrong with crying I'm, I'm like I say I'm still working through it you know like I said me becoming a parent now and watching certain things I'm like I feel that those feelings a little bit more now watching shows I can't say that if a person was in front of me boohooing I would feel that I feel like I, I would still need practice with that you know <laughs> nobody's perfect but um like I was taught that if you cry, you're weak, and crying's for wussies, crying, crying's for punks. And mind you, I'm a whole female. I understand men do that with their boys, but I also feel like now that I have a son, I don't, I'm not like that, and I'm not instilling that in him. Because even men have to cry too, even boys have to cry too. It's an emotion, and it's an energy that you gotta release. Because if you keep it pent up, you kind of become numb to that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Or you become angry or violent. So um, that kind of makes sense on why I grew up the way I grew up with so much rage and wanting to fight and you know that kind of shit like that. So. That's not how you grew up, though. You grew up with deep emotions where you can explain yourself. You know, you can explain how you feel. And it's a comfortable, safe space. And you could have got this energy from your mother or your mother figure. Okay? Now, it'll go into a lot more details if you Google fourth house cancer, if this is your placement on your chart. If you Google it, it'll go into a whole list of um, the type of things that you and your mother might have done. You know what I'm saying? You guys might have, like, um, mornings where she um, speaks love into you, you know, kind of like that movie. Can't remember the movie name. Maybe it was The Help when she's like, you're kind, you're smart, you're handsome, 
you're beautiful, you know, you're going to blah, blah, blah today, like, you're going to do a great job in school or whatever it is. It's like speaking life into you, Um, you know, instilling that type of self-love energy into you. That could have been the type of um, relationship with your mother or your mother figure that you grew up with, okay? So if you have 4,000 cancer, I um, advise you go and Google it because it will give you a whole list of, like, activities and stuff that you and your mother or mother figure probably did and you'll be like wow yeah we did do this we did bond like this or we have mother daughter this and mother son this or whatever it's like way deeper I'm just not about to go into all that because <laughs> I'm already just giving y'all the basics and it's a lot um fifth house deals with your destiny your blooming character your artistic talents and um your pregnancy conception even if you're a masculine, you can find out how your future child's mother, wife, if you have um, 5,000 cancer, you can figure out how they're going to probably conceive um, by you. Is that That's how specific um, these zodiac natal charts be, okay? So, if you have 5,000 cancer... Um, your artistic talents come from you expressing your emotions. You can be a painter, a um, a sculpturist, um, a writer, you know. Um, you might draw when you're in your feelings. You might not just be like, you know, like you might be the type that's like, oh, you do art and you're like, yeah. But it's not by inspiration, it's by emotion. So if you're going through something, you're going to pick up a canvas and some paint and put those emotions on the canvas you know um if you are a um photographer you might be more of a realistic photographer where it's like you get realism you know there's um so i can't think of the name of the artist right now but there's some artists that go around and they'll capture people walking throughout the country or throughout you know their neighborhood and they'll capture moments that are like heartening like they might see a um a young person helping out an elderly person with their grocery bags or something and take a realistic picture like that it's like realism you know what that feels like or you've experienced that before or like a baby taking their first steps or you know a family going out together and having a picnic and there's love it's like you can see the emotions in the pictures that they're capturing if that makes sense um trying to think of what else if you're like a dancer you might be into more um jazz based dance or contemporary I think is the dance it's called where you're like dancing to um uh or praise dance if you're into um religious upbringing I used to be a praise dancer when I was growing up in you know Christian based religion I was a praise dancer and it was like um you would dance to the emotions of the song so it's kind of like contemporary based dancing um you know what I'm saying like y'all shit go look it up if you don't know what I'm saying but like it's like you dance to the emotion so if it's an emotional love song it's like you're dancing and you're flowing with that instead of like hip-hop where you're kind of just like gyrating and shaking your hips and stuff to the beat it's like um the highs the lows the ups and downs of the song the emotions you're dancing to it um so those are just a couple different things <laughs> some people think there was a movie what was it like bridesmaids and she was a a baker she liked to bake cupcakes and stuff and she would bake her best when she was um in her feelings and i think on the show you um that show that be on netflix that um what's her name love his um his wife that he ended up marrying she was a um a chef and she cooked through her emotions she had other emotions too that was a little darker side but she would cook through her emotions and shit like that too and then your pregnancy conception involving cancer in fifth house is going to have to um it might be misunderstood or it might be like a little um like confusing like oh shit I didn't think we were gonna 
like I don't know it's like a love child basically (laughs) it's like whoa we wasn't trying for this but then at the same time y'all also wasn't really protected either you know what I'm saying so it was just like one of those situations where um it just kind of happened it's like oh so that's kind of like a love child because you guys are both in your emotions you gotta kind of got caught up in the heat of the energy and wasn't thinking about protection just doing your own thing and then a couple weeks later you find out oh you're pregnant so um yeah be a little careful with that too especially if you don't want to conceive like that and you kind of want it to happen more like planned because sometimes you got you and your partner can have such passionate deep emotions involving an emotional healing in your sex that you might forget to slip on a rubber and um you know nine months later comes the baby in the carriage but (laughs) your pregnancy conception could end up dealing with um you having highly deep emotional sex like a love child so the kid was made out of love but it's like you know some of y'all might have wanted to um (laughs) plan it out a little bit more (laughs) the sixth house deals with your health your diet routines detoxing remedies and physical limits so with cancer in the sixth house placement um like i said binge eating if you are into any toxic habits um I'm not going to say smoking weed because, you know, weed is weed. But I mean, like, smoking cigarettes, blackouts, um, vaping. Um, I'm not talking about weed vape either. I'm talking about, like, nicotine vapes because those tend to be really, really bad for you. Um, uh, binge eating and shit like that. Um, if you are on the negative side of this, this is why your health and weight and stuff and routines is affected by this because you'll go into your emotions and you'll vape, 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 vape. Go into your emotions and binge drink when you're in your hermit shell. You're going to your emotions and you'll overeat to the point of you like, you know, gaining some weight, like a, a serious amount of weight because you're just binging, you know. Now, if you're on the good side of this and you are in a healthy energy, um, and the reason you're doing this um, both ways is because you have a lot of misunderstood emotions. And like I said, with you guys being Hayoka empaths, um, you got to pay attention and really ground yourself and realize somebody's feelings are not my feelings. So I said that in the first part of the cancer episode but if these feelings are not your feelings and you don't know how to ground yourself and realize i'm feeling this because somebody nearby me or somebody that just called me or somebody i'm connected to or whatever is feeling this but it's not necessarily my feelings so if you don't know how to separate that and understand that then a lot of times you have misunderstood emotions going on because you're feeling other people's emotions because you're highly empathic so um, if it's in a negative or positive light, um, this could be what has you going on these random splurges and stuff. Now, if it's in a healthy way and you go into your hermit mode and you just start to work out excessively or, you know, change your eating habit, dieting and, um, you know, detoxing and stuff like that. Yes, that's a healthy way, but it's like your physical limits could be like, overexerted because you're in hermit mode and that's all you're focusing on so i'm not saying it's bad to work out and do all that healthy stuff but if you're doing it based off emotions that you don't understand and you're trying to work your way through the emotions through exercise through excessive dieting through this and that it's like it's you need to ground yourself you know nothing wrong with working out and being healthy but if you're doing it and you're becoming obsessive about it and you don't understand why you go on like these manic spurts of doing that is because you're probably trying to figure out your emotions versus somebody else's and you don't understand it. So like I said, center yourself and be like, okay, this is my energy. Whose energy is this? Cleanse your energy if you have to. You can add, you know, spiritual baths and cleansings and certain crystals that you wear black crystals in particular can help you um 
keep that energy over there. <laughs> like black tourmaline, black onyx, um, black obsidian, snowflake obsidian, and hematite can help you ground yourself. Um, but yeah, you got to kind of like figure that out. Also, another thing, um, you can go outside in the sun, in the grass or in the sand, take off your socks and shoes and like literally just meditate. You can sun gaze, meditate and come back to yourself. Go hug a damn tree or something if you need to. But um, it's like whether it's the good or the bad side of these routines and things that affect your health in a diet is going to keep happening if you don't learn how to first realize that when it does happen that you're feeling two different energies yours and somebody else's so that's just my advice for you I'm gonna pause it here real quick and go check on my water boiling because I'm making me some coffee for me and my ancestors and then I'll be right back Okay, we're back. So, the seventh house. The seventh house deals with cosmic romantic partners or cosmic plus one, um, sex, pleasure, marriage contracts. Okay, so <laughs> what you have is seventh house in Cancer. Um, your romantic partner and you are going to have um, a very interesting. Um, marriage contract meaning like mm, you guys are going to be like soulmates but you guys are going to be intertwined with each other's energies and emotions before y'all even are brought to each other so when your twin flame union or your soulmate union is close to coming into fruition into the actual 3d um you guys might start feeling each other's emotions so it's like y'all could be across the world you might know them you might not i don't know but some of the energies that you're going to be feeling of love or happiness or wanting a family or wanting a big family out of nowhere especially if you weren't having these feelings on your own if this is what your partner wants and they think you're going to start feeling their emotions and their energies towards it if they're upset one day you might feel upset randomly you're like why the fuck was i just upset it's because especially the closer you get to your twin flame union you guys are going to be mirroring each other um emotionally so you'll um end up feeling their energies and their emotions and that's how you can know um okay this is in particular this is not anybody else this is my partner um what else you might see each other in dreams and be able to see the emotions that this person like their journey their spiritual journey before they met you you might see it and feel their emotions and things that they have to go through their ups their downs their feelings of feeling lost afraid scared angry hurt any inner child healing or wounds any abandonment um, codependent wounds or anything that they have to go through you're going to see that in dream time but it's not just going to be um you see it you're going to feel it yourself so when you guys do sit down and talk you can probably be like wow i had a dream about that but way like a couple years before i even met you about this and this and that and that and you're like oh wow i was dreaming about you Especially when you're feeling those emotions coming up again when you actually meet this person and you guys are having heart-to-hearts and you're getting to know each other and they're talking about and they feel comfortable enough with opening, opening up about their past traumas or the things they have to heal through. You're going to be able to recognize those same emotions that are coming up that you're experiencing with them in reality. You experienced it with them um, by way of them showing you how they felt in dream time before y'all even connected okay so there's that (laughs) it's kind of a gift it's not a kind of a gift it's actual a gift um it's a dream empath so there's people that are dream walkers 
and there's people that are dream empaths and then there's lucid dreamers and stuff but you're so empathic you're even a dream empath and I think I explained it on the last cancer episode um saying like even if you don't remember most of the dream you just say I remember feeling scared I remember seeing somebody very angry I remember like it's emotions that you'll remember if nothing else you know um, and that'll how it happened also with your divine destined partner. So you'll know it was them from the dreams by way of those same emotions coming up when you guys are actually getting to know each other in real life. Um, your sex and how you feel pleasured, you have to have some type of emotional connection with them. Also, also, the other side to it as well is and I'm not going to just make it seem like everything's butterflies and fucking rainbows. In certain marriage relationships and contracts, you might use your emotions if you if you flip to that other side of you, you might use your emotions and things to manipulate your partner. And it sounds fucked up, but hey, a lot of cancers do it. <laughs> That's why me and cancers just don't vibe. We don't mesh. I've tried it in friendships and um, I dated one before and I've had a stepmother that was a cancer and all types of shit and it's just no because I see how they emotionally manipulate people and like I said I'm more of a logical person so I'll be seeing right through it but you know if they get people in their emotions they do it the only thing is they just couldn't get me and my emotions enough to believe that shit but if you're in your marriage Um, or with romantic partners that are not your marriage, and it's just like, you know, dating, you'll use your emotions to get what you want. If somebody's not bending on something that you really want, you'll manipulate them by getting them in their feels, and then that'll get them to give you what they want. There was this cancer girl that I used to be friends with, and she did this with her marriage. She was married to a Scorpio, and she would literally... um, hold out and resist from sex until she wanted it because she wanted him to do something and he didn't want to do it but it's like that's fucked up I'm not saying that I don't know everybody's marriage is different but it's like I feel like that's really fucked up to withhold sex from your fucking husband it's not just like a boyfriend or girlfriend or something but like your husband you know it's one thing if you don't feel like it or whatever but to literally know he wants it and you want it but until you get your way then you're not going to give him any that's fucked up and she would do that and then he'll cave in and just give her what she wants because he needed sex like it's like you know he has his own sex appetite so she would do that a lot actually um like I said there's two sides to you guys so yeah you're sweet and you're good parents and all that good shit but um when it comes to boyfriend girlfriend and marriage contracts make sure you check yourself on that and don't do that because that can make the relationship toxic you know i've seen it and i felt so bad for that man and he actually would cheat on her and i'm like yeah duh like you're holding out sex for your husband so where else he's gonna get it from you know so there's that don't do that that's no bueno Eighth house. Eighth house deals with birth, death, sex, birth, death, sex, transformation, mysteries, investments, inheritance, properties, and real estate. When it comes to cancer and its placement, um, you might. <laughs> this is not funny, <laughs> but like you don't really understand death. You don't understand the concept of death, how it really works. Um, it's like a mystery to you. You have a lot of misunderstood emotions about how you actually feel about death. Uh, you might not really believe in reincarnation. Some people, you know, um, some people might just believe what they can prove. That science shit versus like spirituality. Nothing wrong with it, but we are all spiritual beings. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's misunderstanding with death. Um, so that means also... Sometimes you may hold yourself back from transformation and moving forward. You can be kind of in the energy of stuck in your ways. You know, you don't want to change. Very stubborn. Because death is not just physical death. It also involves death of your old self, your old ways, your old habits, and things like that that no longer serve you. So when it comes to growth, 
if you don't understand the process of rebirth and rejuvenation and, you know, physical death and how someone can transcend and go to another realm or, you know, go to another reality. If you don't understand that concept, then how can you understand that concept when it's happening to you? And I'm not saying like when you're in the moment and you're on your deathbed or nothing. No, it means when you're literally killing off your old ways and you're becoming new again. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff is like taboo to you. It's very, you don't understand it. Um, So you may hold out from changing or when you're going through a transformation, even if you have to and the gods are kind of forcing you to, you're going to go into your hermit shell and block everybody out because you're like, what the fuck is happening? You feel like your whole world is collapsing, but you're not realizing that. In order to get the things you're manifesting, which is, you know, the new things you want, a new car, a new house, a new life, uh, but your body goals, your hair goals, your skin goals, whatever the hell, you know, this destined partner, you're manifesting all these great things. But if you're living in a way that is completely opposite from what you're manifesting, then all that shit got to go. So then when you start to lose your job, your old house, your this and that and that and this, you're looking at it as like, oh, it's bad. Oh, no, like my life is falling apart. This is the opposite of what I wanted. You're not looking at it as, oh, this is happening because I manifested these new things, but I can't keep uh, have these new good things and bring the old energy into that because the old energy is non-productive or whatever, you know? So you look at, I kind of laugh because it's like, I've seen people go through this and I be trying to help them, but it's like, you know, sometimes some people are just very stuck in their ways. They don't want help. But um, I'll tell people like, hey, you're going through this because there's a brighter future for you. Maybe you manifested that you have your own business one day. So then the gods removed you from your nine to five. And you have enough money to pay your bills and do whatever and invest in your new business and work on that. But now you're so stressing because you don't have the nine to five. But it's like, didn't you just ask to be an entrepreneur? Go ahead and follow your dreams. So the God's kind of looking at you like, what the fuck? So (laughs) eighth house with cancer in it is very uncomfortable. Um, Normally, this house is ruled by like um, Scorpio. And it's a very comfortable place for the Scorpios because they can lose it all and get it back. And it doesn't, um, they don't, it's not a misunderstanding. They know what's happening. But Cancers, it's like, you guys might damn near have a damn heart attack trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and all that kind of stuff like that. (laughs) So, yeah. Also, um, When it comes to any investments or inheritances, property, real estate, it could be left behind um, from someone that you built a deep connection with. If it's not someone uh, in your family that you built a connection with, like say your great, great grandpappy and you were like best friends and then they passed away and then now they left you everything. And you're like, why me? Like I'm the youngest and I'm not... Even, you know, I'm the youngest grand great-grandchild, and they had kids they could have gave it to, and blah, 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 blah. But great-great-grandpappy gave it to you because you made that emotional connection with them. They remember that you actually would call them and check in on them and, you know, share stories with them and come by and, like, do things that made them feel good, gave them emotional healing. You know, if they were stuck in their bedridden, you read a book with them, you brushed their hair, you brushed their teeth, you made sure that they were, like, in a good place, you know what I'm saying? So when it came to leaving behind something, they're not going to leave it behind to the rest of the knuckleheads and even their own kids because when they got old, they just wanted to throw them in a nursing home. But you actually took the time to care for them. So some of your inheritances real estate property type of things that could involve people that you spend time with or example if you're a caregiver um like a home care aide or something and you built an emotional connection with one of your patients they could have also had kids and family to leave behind too but they left behind everything to you because you built that emotional connection with them a good movie to kind of give you reference and it's so funny because this is one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid and it has Halle Berry in it it's called um, BAPS, B-A-P-S, and it stands for Black American Princesses. 
if you haven't seen that movie go watch it it's so funny (laughs) but um yeah long story short um her and her friend were just kind of like trying to get in a music video for heavy d that didn't work out um and they were being spotted by this con artist that worked for this very rich billionaire um grandfather of his and he thought that bringing these girls in would kind of distract him so that he can steal the inheritance from under his grandfather and the whole time they actually like brought him love you know they helped him be a little healthier you know he had fun he did all these things and experienced life before he passed away and you know he was very like his life was very bland boring they was cooking him you know that southern cooking that home meal you know the shit that stick to your bones they went and took him out dancing and shopping and just having fun and the dude that planned to rob his great-grandpa for everything um he got nothing in return and the guy left everything behind so these two random black women i think they were from i don't know if in the movie they were from cali or i don't know they was from somewhere but they was from the hood so he left them everything and they they literally let use their last of their money to go to this heavy d audition and lost it and then got this opportunity and just from them being loving and the whole time yeah they were kind of lying to him and stuff but he knew he wasn't dumb he knew they were lying to him about who they were and stuff like that I think they pretended to be like his long lost loves great grandkids or something um but he knew she never had kids he didn't care about that he just seen their real they're true like they cared about him you know they had fun with him they made him laugh he probably haven't laughed in years because everybody around him was just like very crabby pants so in turn they got everything everything like and they were able to start their own businesses and be successful and make something of themselves so that is a, a example of what that looks like where Um, It doesn't have to really be family. It could be, but it doesn't really have to be. It can literally be you get left behind this type of stuff as an inheritance or investment or property or real estate or something because you had that emotional bond with somebody you worked with or somebody you took care of or, you know, something like that. You put real emotions into... um, you know, helping them heal or, you know, helping them get through their day-to-day life before they pass. So they thought about you out of everybody else that could have made that list. Um, yeah, and then the sex part, I said it already, but, like, you need someone that expresses emotions through sex. You can be the type that it could be a little hard to express yourself if you have the eighth house placement in cancer it might be hard for you to express your emotions you might come off misunderstood when you try to express your emotions to somebody that you really love but they'll feel how you feel about them through your sexual acts because it's like whoa that motherfucker fucked me like they loved me like you know what i'm saying like (laughs) so yeah 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 and then and then like i said um on the manipulative side Also, be careful with that because some people can use that to manipulate, like either holding out or giving that type of great sex just for um, their own benefits to make you fall in love and take advantage of your emotions, you know, like, you know, people be like they're pussy whipped or they're dickmatized, you know, so if they are toxic, that can happen too because there is that other side. Like, I'm not saying everybody's like that, but there is some that are. So there's two sides to everything. The ninth house in Cancer deals with expansion, learning new ventures, and things like that. So if you have, um, if you have ninth house in Cancer, when it comes to learning something new, your emotions has to be tied to it. It has to be something that you feel an emotional connection to, you know? So say, for example, um, you want to become a marine biologist. You probably went to the damn aquarium one day and was just like, 
feeling the emotions of the fish trapped and sad and they can only swim from this corner to that corner and they're in a crowded tank and they only get fed they don't get to hunt like certain fish and other um, sea animals do and you get sad and you want to become a marine biologist you might want to free willy one day it's like you know you got into that field of work because your emotions ever since you first seen a zoo or a aquarium you felt that way so now you became like this activist you you know you see people like that a lot um so it's like if you're gonna learn something new with this ninth house placement in cancer it's gonna be something you're deeply um emotional and like connected to and you want to see a change in that atmosphere if it's about like politics or things like that um, you running for office or something, um, mayor, I don't fucking know, I don't pay attention to none of them shits, by the way, like, I just don't, so I don't be knowing the names of shit, but if you want to run for some, some local shit in your town, governor, whatever fuck they be doing, like, you might have grown up in, or seen friends or family that grew up in the places that were less fortunate in your community, and you seen how hard it is for them to, get things that everybody else has so you will then in turn run for this position so that you can help bring new energy to that place so it's not like you're doing it just to do it if you're in politics or anything with you in particular with this ninth house placement you're doing it because you generally feel the emotions you might be one of those people that's out on the streets with the people you're one of the people protesting with them you know you're you know you're like heavily invested in you're not just doing it for show it's like no we're gonna start a rally we're gonna do a um um protest we're gonna do this we're gonna do that you're gonna do a food drive it's like you're heavily invested in the community on some genuine shit you know that's just an example Um, When it comes to, like, ventures and expansion, you traveling and stuff, you're going to travel to places that you have an emotional connection to. Like, if you always, this doesn't have to be your culture, but even though you are one culture, you might be feeling like you're emotionally connected to, and you might, um, like, example, with um, the haka dance, you might see a haka dance, and you might get very deeply um, connected to, you know, the Samoa tribe or the Maori, and you want to go and visit their homeland one day because you feel such a emotional connection with them. You might shed a tear when you see them doing their haka and doing, you know, sticking their tongues out and like really doing their shit. So you're like, I don't understand why I feel this way. I have to go and visit. Or there might be certain statues or paintings or, you know, hieroglyphs. Like, you know, example for me, I know why I'm going to Egypt one day because I have a past life there. But um, my emotional connection to it is this and that and that and this. I explained it on other episodes. So it's like, I'm going to Egypt because I have an emotional connection to Egypt. You know, it pisses me off that people are digging up these different tombs. It's the same shit as grave grave robbing, I think it's called, when you rob somebody's grave. Same shit. So I don't think this is where my placement is of cancer, but that's another way to explain it, where it's like you have... Uh, whether it's a good emotion, a bad emotion, and um, a you know a heartfelt emotion, whatever it is, you have some type of emotional um, tie into the places that you go and visit, um, and that you want to learn about their culture or anything like that. Tenth house. So tenth house deals with your public image, your career achievements, and your professions. When it comes to tenth house and Cancer. Your public image, how you come off to the public about you um, when it involves your career. Um, people are going to see you're very caring, that you're very healing as a person. So you can be one of those like influencers or leaders that um, has a, a audience. I don't want to say a fan base, but like an audience of people that feels like you're talking straight to them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, I can see this person helping me. I can see, like, your professional 
um, healer in a way, even if that's not your title. It's like your energy's healing. So if you go out and do TED Talks or lectures or you're on somebody's talk show or something, you get into their energy like that. An example is like um, Tupac. Like, you know, um, when he talks, he talks. And even when he's rough and rowdy, he's speaking from the heart. So his fan base, his 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 audience was really tied up in the emotions of this man's, you know, his speeches and things he gives. Same with Nipsey. You know, he really is going to tell you some real shit. He's going to be very honest and, and truthful about things. So it's like people, when when certain celebrities like that pass away, it's like the reason their legacy still carries on for, for years and years and years after, like decades after. Like Pac died in 96. I was, what, four years old? And we're still slapping his music. We're still sharing his interviews where he still, his legend lives on because... He got down on a one-to-one base with his audience, and you felt like he was family. You felt like he was a friend. You felt like he was an unk. You felt like he was a brother, you know? Like, you really felt that energy. Same with um, Nipsey. You know, you've seen their growth. You've seen their, you know, their talks, whatever. There's so many people that it's like their legacy still lives on today because of that reason, if that makes sense. So it's like um, your public image and stuff is more so your profession is more so based in um, emotions and and really having heart to hearts with people and not just being like, oh, yeah, I'm a rapper. Like, I'm just this. I'm just that. And blah, 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 blah. Like Pac wanted to create his own political party. You know what I'm saying? He wanted people to have their own voice when it comes to politics because he was saying you know democrats republicans it's the same shit but when do we get somebody that gets to speak for us so he was trying to change things like that um nipsey he taught you how to you know speak up for yourself in the industry and, and and get everything from the ground up and just because you're from one lifestyle you don't have to stay in that lifestyle and that mindset you can read you can learn you can teach yourself and become great you can cut out the people from the industry trying to control you and you can do shit on your own you know so he kind of it's like a, they left a blueprint behind but it was really emotionally based so a lot of those fans the reason you're like well why are these people so you know they don't know this man they don't know them personally you can't tell them they don't because they followed them so much and these men put their heart into their craft and not just lyrics. They put their heart into their craft so it's like that is still left here in their content and their music and their interviews and different things like that. So it's like there's a lot of deep emotions um, surrounding public images and, you know, career achievements and stuff like that. Those are just two of the examples I can really think of because, like, of course, there's plenty of many other um, celebrities and people that's in the public eye. Um, but, shit, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't really care about those other people. <laughs> Not going to sit up here and lie. Um, the 11th House deals with your debut to society, your friends, colleagues, and social circles. <sighs> When it comes to having this placement in cancer, um, your colleagues, your social circles, and even some of your friends might not really understand you and why you are like this. They might think, damn, you're so emotional. Like, you know, they might even make fun of you because of it. Mm. Excuse me. I have to get something to drink, but... They might make fun of you because of it, or even if they do, it's like they know they can come to you if they need to get on that emotional level, but it's like they might be joking around with you like, damn, you always in your feelings, or, you know, here we go again, you know, a little shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Or they might know your habits, like, nah, you about to go lock yourself in the room and not talk to me for a second anymore, like, why don't we just talk it out, bro? They know your routine, like, here you go, you're about to go hide off for a week or two, like, especially if they're your close friends, so, 
yeah, <laughs> they might like talk a little shit about it, but they kind of misunderstand you and how deep your emotions are. I'm not gonna lie. Your social circles, your friends, your colleagues, they might know you like the back of their hand when it comes to if you get triggered about something, you're going to go hide. And then there's some friends that understand and they'll try to go and be like, okay, we had a conversation the other day. And even though this cancer placement in 11th house did not tell me that they're upset, they're clearly upset because they don't block me on everything. And now they at their house locked in a room and avoiding me. So you might end up having friends in your social circles and stuff that come in, knock on your door, ring your doorbell. And depending on how grumpy you are, you might not answer. So if they like your best friends or something, they might have another key to your house. They might come in and try to get you out your funk or um, <laughs> like knock on your window. Be like, bro, I know you in the house. Your car's in the driveway. Like... Why are you doing all this, you know? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, they kind of, there's some people like that know they grew up with you long enough. They know how you are. And then it's like when you're trying to express yourself and how you feel to them, you feel like you're not heard. So then you'll just be like, oh, fuck this shit. And you'll block them for everything and go in your little mode. And you might do this quite often and they just will bring you out of it, you know, so that's that type of energy i don't know how else to explain it but it's just like yeah your friends are over your shit pretty much because they know okay here we go i done said something when we were drunk and they done gotten their feelings and now i'm blocked on everything or you can do this with like romantic partners too and you just shut down and they're just like wow it wasn't even that serious to them, but it could have struck a nerve for you. So when you have cancer in the 11th house, you tend to like run away from your friends, colleagues, family members and go into your shell. And depending on how much they really, truly love you and just be over your shit, they're going to come pull you out that funk and be like, man, let's go smoke a blunt and get over it. Oh, let's go on a drive and get over it. Like, it's not that serious. But to you, it was that serious. And I don't know. Ooh, I- <laughs> It's <laughs> just like with cancers, I really don't know what to say because I don't really be in my energies like that, like that. So I just be like, bro, get over it. But I can't tell you not to feel how you feel because, bro, you're a very uh, feely, feely person. So it is what it is. <laughs> Last placement, the 12th house. Um, I don't know. There was Chiron, too. But, yeah, the last one with the houses is... um. 12th house, your unconscious, your past lives, um, your invisible karma, your invisible enemies, psychological fears and impulses. When you have cancer in this 12th house, in your past life, um, your past life has some karma involving your family and your friends. So your circle like that. So a lot of your invisible enemies in this current life you can notice that why that auntie don't like me or hmm, that friend, even though it seems like they're your friend, you can find out that later on in life on your healing journey that your best friend ended up being like the person that backstabbed you. And it's like you're really hurt from that. But if you go and look at your 12th house placement and if it says cancer, it's probably because that person was an invisible enemy. So for 12, 13, 14, 15 years your whole life you had the same best friend and it seemed like they never would do anything to backstab you but it was just because it was like invisible to you and that was kind of your karma because whatever you did in the past life you fucked them over so this was kind of like um their way of getting back they incarnated as your friend and just showed you one side to them because it involves two sides with cancer placements, right? So they showed you one side of them where it was nice and supportive and blah, 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 blah. But then when they would leave your presence or even when you're not looking, they're actually jealous and they would backstab you. So um, with this placement, a lot of your invisible enemies could be in your friend groups and or your um, your actually family groups. And you're just like, I don't understand why me and my dad never got along and seemed like he hates me and my auntie this and like what the fuck I don't get it and it's because 
some of your invisible enemies were born into your family as karmic family members. So if you have to end up cutting off some people like that in your family or um, or friends that just, it seems like they just switched out of nowhere and you can't understand, like, you're trying to figure out if it was something you did, it's probably nine times out of ten not nothing you did at all. It's just the fact that they were your hidden enemy right in your face. Also, um, you might have certain emotions tied up into certain fears, you know, um, that stems from your past life. Um, I don't know. Like, how I was explaining, like, some people, it's like war, war movies. They might not, can't watch war movies because they might have died and had a deep emotional thing with that. Or, like, watching movies about the Holocaust or Pearl Harbor. Maybe you were one of the people that died and reincarnated during that time afterwards. And you don't understand why, when you were watching things in school about the Holocaust, even though that's not your culture. And, yeah, it's, it is really sad and you can feel it, but you don't understand why it was traumatizing to you. It's because you could have been one of those Jews in those concentration camps, or you could have been one of the Japanese people in the concentration camps in America during Pearl Harbor or something like that. Fears around flying and swimming and drowning and just different things that kind of trigger this really deep emotion. And people don't understand, like, bro, you've never drowned before. Like, you've never, you know how to swim. Why is it that you are so afraid of getting on the boat? You, why are you so afraid of, you know, swimming or whatever? And this is probably nothing happened in this current lifetime. But in the past life, you might have drowned. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's like, even though people don't understand why unconsciously, this is why. And you might end up starting to have dreams about your past lives um, that involves that. So if you have recurring dreams about drowning or you know explosions war whatever the hell um that is like a a current fear in this life it's showing you in your dream time when you're you know your deep subconscious is trying to show you this is why you have that fear of this or that you know so yeah but a lot of your karmic partners and things like that involve um friendships family members with cancer in particular because that cancer represents family and friends for the most part especially family units um you might even end up having a child's mother or father that is a um karmic person from a past life that's an enemy and you're not understanding like how the fuck like you know did I end up with this psychotic ass baby mom or baby dad and it's and they just switched it's like everything was peaches and cream when we was playing the baby and the marriage and blah 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 and all of a sudden it seemed like this person did a 360 it's because they were already your enemy so now it's like gotcha you motherfucker I got you and it's like that past life person just like you know you didn't know, but they knew. Like, they, when they first met you, they knew who you were. I don't feel like you knew who they were. You know what I'm saying? Like, some shit like that. And then to have Chiron in that placement. Chiron deals with, like, um, and I told you how to find your Chiron. You would have to, um, um, it's on a different, because the one, the website I sent you guys to is Cafe Astrology. It's the easiest to read, but it's not going to show you your Chiron. Oh, so if you go to a different website and you type in the same information to get your natal chart, um, it'll have Chiron at the bottom. And Chiron is just like the wounded healer, so something you may need to fix. And if you have cancer in that placement, um, the wound that you may have to fix is how you express your emotions to your family, being comfortable with expressing your emotions to people around you, the closest people to you, um also possibly dealing with like codependency or abandonment issues and things like that too so i would look into that a little bit more but um as far as cancer and cancer placements finally we finished the episode so i can post it and you guys can finish learning i'm so sorry but um being a psychic medium 
there's a million and one different messages that comes up in between. So I just go with the flow. So I know y'all been waiting for this episode so you can finish your learning. But I, um, I'm not tied down to just one topic that I talk about. I talk about whatever comes up in the energy when I start my podcast. So thank you for being patient. I hope you guys are learning and we're all done with that water sign in particular. The next time we'll do a self-knowledge 101 um, episode. It'll be about Pisces and Pisces placements, which I'm not going to lie, are my favorites. I like Pisces and I like Scorpios. No offense, Cancers, but like, Lord. (laughs) And y'all can feel this way. I'm not going to, I'm going to end it here. Y'all can feel this way, Cancers, about Capricorns too. Because we're your polar opposite. So, um, where you guys are very emotional, we're just very logical. So, you know, ain't nothing wrong with y'all sending love from afar. But it's just like, you know, stay over there. <laughs> because when our energies intertwine, you can notice that you tried to get along with a, can- uh, a Capricorn and it just doesn't work. It's because we're your polar opposite. So, a lot of times, we just don't get each other, and that's okay. You don't have to understand everybody in this world. It's not meant for that, you know. But at least I can admit, and you can admit, okay, yeah, this certain, um, like, what is it called? Sign, this certain zodiac sign in me don't mesh, or people with these certain placements don't mesh. I tell y'all that all the time. Me and Gemini's, no. Me and Aries, no. Me and Cancer's, hell no. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, it's not like that with everybody. Like I, I could say that with Virgos, but I have a son that's a Virgo, so it's really not Virgos. It's just the ones I've been running into. But those three that I named off, nah, nah, be I'm, I'm good. I didn't had my karmic lessons from them, and I'm just gonna, you know, love y'all from afar. Ain't nothing wrong with y'all, but um. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Take care of yourselves. Hopefully, you know, where you're at is as beautiful as it is where I'm where I am. And I hope you guys enjoy your day. Peace.